Welcome to the Long Awkward Pause Podcast, stories to bridge the gap between our lives and the distance between us. I'm your co-host, Corby. I'm your co-host, Maddie. And we're soon to be married. Yes. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> um, this reminds me of Parks and Rec, where they're like, welcome to Thoughts for Your Thoughts, and it's like, always a new person hosting. I think we've made that joke before. Yep, I'm sorry, but it's just, I love that show. <laughs> it's such a good show, and welcome those scenes to... are always so great. Yes. Okay, welcome to Long Awkward Pause Podcast on NPR. Ooh. What if you did it as like, okay, wait, let me read the blurb as an NPR person, because I love using my NPR voice. Okay. Welcome to Long Awkward Pause Podcast, stories to bridge the gap between our lives and the distance between us. Does that sound kind of NPR-ish? Yes, very good. Okay, now do it as like a drive time radio host that usually plays music, but they have like super fun people on the radio in the morning. Welcome to the Long Awkward Pause Podcast, stories to bridge the gap between our lives and the distance between us. Right? <laughs> yeah, Was that the direction? Okay. But then you have to say something like, I'm here with my friend, Pineapple Joe. And it's like, hey, bro. <laughs> so Pineapple Joe goes down to the local mart every day and surfs on his surfboard. Gotta check out those babes um, when I'm at the local... I don't know who we're doing right now, but I obviously have a Joe. bone to pick with drive time. His name is Smitty. What's another obviously... audio recording thing we could do? What about, like, a BBC announcer? Like, someone who's on, like, you know, probably NPR or something like that. Mm -hmm. A reputable (laughs) news source. And they're like, we turn now to Stanley on the ground in, you know, Botswana or whatever. And it's, like, the (laughs) sort of BBC, very British, very earnest kind of voice. Can you do that? Well, I don't know if I can do earnest. You have to do it. You do it. (laughs) Well, can you, like, picture the sort of BBC, like, reporter on the radio? No, I don't listen to a lot of Oh my of gosh, it's like, reporters. welcome to the Long Awkward Pause podcast. Stories to bridge the gap between our lives and the distance between us. And it's like, the I'm situation on the ground here is, you know, blah, blah, blah. So. <laughs> I appreciate that. That's wonderful. I'm wasting a lot of time. No, that's okay. Tell the people um, what they want to hear. <laughs> what do you want to hear? Mind the gap. When do you want to hear it? At the beginning of the episode this time. <laughs> <laughs> We got so many calls and complaints. Um, we hear you. Just, we hear you, Regina's. Um, so uh, we're gonna mind the gap early this time, so you guys can figure out what's happening in our lives. So we want to we want to yes. let you guys know what's been happening for us since we last recorded, and we want to let each other know because Manny and I don't get a hundred a hundred times a day to hang out anymore. We can't just scurry away into offices and just chat about stuff. I can't come bug him at the front desk I anymore. That. It's very I sad. I need that. Um, so, uh, my mind the gap. I'll start if that's yes. Okay. Tell me what's been going on in what's your life. What's been going on? Um, so we're getting clients in the new center, center clinic, whatever. Very excited about that. Um, this yeah. has been a good week. It's been in progress for oh, like months gosh. and months. It feels nice to get a little bit of payoff for sure. Uh, so I've been getting some clients. Um, and then the the mind the gap that I'm actually very excited about. Oh, the, I'm gonna throw it in that every time I do this, I think of a hundred more. So tonight, no, tell oh, me, no, do okay, it. So it'll premiere on Wednesday. This is getting released on Friday. On Wednesday, the teaser trailer for X Men Dark Phoenix is coming out. <gasps> yes. Oh. oh my gosh. Okay. I saw a post about that on like Reddit mm-hmm. or Instagram or something, and my first thought was like, "Oh my gosh, it's Corby freaking I, out!" Right okay, now. so they re- so a leaked trailer came out, and normally I'm like, "Don't, just don't worry about it. Like they're gonna release it soon." But I've been waiting so long because they pushed the date back from November to February, and so I'm like, "I can't wait any longer. I can't do it." 
So I watched the very crappy in between two seats someone recorded on his cell phone trailer all in Russian. But now that I've learned Russian, I know how to hear everything correctly. Yes, as you do. Um, it's like Maishini. I'm like, they said boy. Um, actually, I think that might be a woman. Someone correct me. Um, so I like watched our, it. Our Russian fans are like, how rude of him to say that to how us over the podcast airwaves. Um, my chic should Manchini die. is is my, oh, my chic. what? I don't know. Go ahead. What are you saying? I know. What is it like? Uh, or something. Oh, God, I love Russian. It sounds I think that's so like nice. hello or I don't know. Um, my older sister worked for a judge for a while when she was clerking, who spoke fluent Russian. Oh. <laughs> and my first question was, are we sure she's not a Cold War era spy sent to infiltrate Ooh. our system? But no, she just spoke Russian. Your sister's been around. Yes. I love it. You have such an interesting family. We'll get back interesting to that. Interesting is one way to say it, We'll get it, yes. back to that with our topic today. Uh, so I watched the Russian version. You can barely see it. But tonight, or Wednesday, when this comes out, they're releasing it. So I'm Ooh. so excited. I've been waiting so long. And then the last one, I promise, is... So I've been using OkCupid. Okay um, so I'm married. Just kidding. Um, ah. They have now asked me, and maybe they asked a lot of people. They've asked me to be an editor on OK Cupid. You don't get paid, Ooh. but Ooh, essentially, you go to this link, and then you get a bunch of pictures, and you can make comments or you can vote. Like this is a negative photo. This is a positive oh, photo. So when people are like, like, submit your photo for review to see which one people think you should use. Yes, that's you. Yes, but it's only photos that get flagged. Um, oh. so if someone's like butt naked in their photo, like that gets flagged. Does that happen yet? <laughs> Can I show you this photo? There's been a couple. Oh this gosh. one, this yes. one is not the most vul- vulgar that I've seen, but it is well, the funniest one that I've seen. So let me see <laughs> if you can see that. Let me line up my camera. Hold on. <laughs> and I'll put this on the Instagram because it's I think so... I caught a glimpse of, oh my gosh. <laughs> Who thought that was a good idea? <laughs> Oh my gosh! It's what is so that? good. It's like a oh like gosh. they edited themselves. So good for them. But they so basically yeah. for the listeners, uh, it's a guy with his uh, uh, his dong out. Um, his his dingling, but, <laughs> as we call it here on the pod. But he he did a nice sparkly blue. Uh, edit. Yeah, that's an interesting choice. Yeah. He added like little planets. It looks like there, or stars? stars. What did he add yeah, around there? Look like kind of fireworky. Yeah, stars and fireworks and a blue blur. Very interesting yeah, choice. I mean, he covered his entire dingling for sure, but... That's a confident man, yeah. though. And then I'll just show you, Maddie. Uh, but yeah, you get these options. Um, yeah. So it's like, oh, what is the- like, oh this photo's okay. Because sometimes people flag yeah. it and it's like, you can tell that it's like someone... Like, usually if some white, straight male flagged it because he was angry that it's like... Oh. A woman that turned him down or something. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So then you vote, like, oh, this photo is perfectly fine. Oh, this photo is bad. Or, oh, this photo has nudity because that's against the rules. Oh, that's what the eggplant is. Yes. I see. Oh, okay. yeah. And he did a very good I'm job. I'm not up to date on my egg. internet speak. <laughs> I, see, if I was going to be doing this job, I'd be like, well, I don't see any produce in this picture. I guess it's okay. Yeah, <laughs> like, it says fire like, me immediately. Above the button. But, yeah. So that's my mind that's the funny. gap. Um, I'm now like well, okay exciting. editor. Very excited about nice. it. Nice. I'm like, I'm more intrigued about the person who thought this is a good idea. I want total strangers mm-hmm. who might be attracted to me to see this. Like, do you want that to? Ha- I mean, that's a very I, secure person. Think, but I'd be like, oh hell no. I think there's a commonality among these people, and they're usually 
white males <laughs> on an app like OkCupid. Okay like I feel oh, like on who are like apps, maybe I not. am definitely God's gift to everyone yeah. out there. Everyone, look at my thing. My star. Take some power thing. away when you say it like that. My star covered dingling. That's actually the episode title now. <laughs> Please know. <laughs> Sung to the tune of the national anthem. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's fun. Oh, okay. You okay yeah. there? You just flung, flung something? Okay. Okay. Well, my mind the gap is less exciting. <laughs> I got super sick. Oh. <laughs> oh, I know. I was really tired this past weekend. This is just going to be the most in- interesting story you've ever heard. And I was like, oh, why am I so tired? And then on Monday I woke up and I was like, oh, it's because I'm incredibly <sighs> sick. And so yesterday I didn't even go to work because I was like throwing up. Oh, and no. then also like had this really bad cold and I can't hear out of one of my ears and I'm very, very congested. So that's been my life. Yeah, that sounds like um, the flu. Yeah, it was not fun, but yeah, but I've been spending a lot of quality time with my roommate's dog Nice. because I figured, I was like, okay, he loves to cuddle. I was home a lot, so he's like, yes, let's do this. Let's be on the couch and watch a lot of House and Gilmore Girls and cuddle, (laughs) Um, and I was like, I can't get him sick because he's a dog, (laughs) so I don't feel guilty about, like, cuddling up as I'm, like, hacking up a lung and, you know. Yeah, so he was a very supportive puppy, helped me feel better. And I didn't have to worry about getting him sick. I love that. Um, and then my roommate was like, I'll unload the dishwasher. I don't want you touching the clean dishes and getting me sick. And you're like, so no, like, no, fair. no, it's my right. Um, and I was like <laughs> licking all of her cups. No, I didn't do that. <laughs> okay. Uh, so we'll we'll move on to our topic here. Um, I have another story, but I'm going to come back at the end. No, no tell you me. Sure? <laughs> Are you sure? Uh, so, <laughs> don't make me sick. It's like that skit that SNL's don't give me. Like, me don't s- make me sick. Everyone's <laughs> making <laughs> me do it. Um, so yeah. I recently went to San Diego to visit Brandon. Um, so that was, it was Tell him to step off and stop <laughs> fact-checking us. Refer to the mini-sode to know what we're talking about. Uh, yes, please listen to our mini-sode that premiered two days ago. Um, it's a lot of fun. Uh, so I went to San Diego. It was a lot of fun. But there was this moment, and I think... Brandon want me to talk about this moment but there was this guy this like angry guy that was getting that was yelling at uh, this bartender in old town. old town is very um, it's very it's full of culture and full of like um, basically a bunch of like Hispanic or Mexican cultural items and things that people have made in these stores and then it's populated by a bunch of white people who are like this is fun um including myself being like you know not not a white person i'm half the issue um i definitely also just said white like with that really that sounds so bad oh my gosh Um, I'm going to chalk it up to me being sick, but that's like the worst <laughs> way you can say that word ever. <laughs> um, but anyways, he was getting angry, and at the time, I didn't know what was happening. And then Brandon had told me afterwards, so basically, we're at this bar, we're ordering delicious margaritas. Like, Brandon's margarita, which I wish I had gotten, which I had my eye on at first, was probably the best margarita I've ever tasted. What was it? Like, what was special about it? Um, I can't remember what was in his... But mine had like strawberry and pineapple and oh, like boy. oh so they were like flavors like different flavors so good oh. it was mine was so good but like his was even better and I don't even remember what his was so write in Brandon let us know um, but we found out later basically this white man in his white privilege <laughs> he was getting angry because he asked them to make a drink that they don't have on their menu 
So he was like, I own a restaurant and I make these kind of margaritas. And I've been coming here for 10 years and no one's ever said I couldn't get this margarita. Do you know who I am argument? It was so awful. What made it worse was that he was speaking Spanish. At first, he was speaking Spanish, but it was, like, with the, the gross, like, white man. I'm sorry. I'm just really down oh, on geez. white people today. Dear white listeners. Like, no me digas que es <laughs> yes, locacio. Was, like, oh, It was geez. very, like, whatever. So then he was speaking Spanish and was talking to the guy. And then when the guy kept talking, he goes, yeah, I don't know what you're saying to me, buddy. And I was like, are you kidding Wait, in English he said that Yeah, then? so he said that because I can't speak Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> so he said that in English. So basically he was scolding this guy for speaking better Spanish or oh, speaking no. faster than what he would be accustomed to. Right, or replying to him in the language that he talked to the guy in, which seems like a safe bet. Oh, jeez. So that was my super fucking annoying. Um, that is not a segment. <laughs> it yet. is now. It is now, uh, apparently. It's really grinding my gears. But other than that, the trip was fantastic. That's good. We can <laughs> put some pictures up on us. Facebook and Instagram as well. Yes. yes. Okay. Um, let's move on. Because yeah, you've been just at that. it for so long. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> uh, okay, so one of the... What? <laughs> we did not do that well. Sorry. Today, on the podcast, we are talking about hometowns. Mm. Which I definitely wrote on the thing as Ho-Towns. Ho-Towns. It's a Ho-Town episode. We're talking about our hometowns, which are in different states. And my hometown is quite small, but it's going to be great. But before we do that... It is super fucking uplifting. Those things that, that make our days brighter and that we can use as the signal in this podcast that we're now allowed to swear a lot more. <laughs> we had to drop that first F-bomb. Yes. What is your super fucking uplifting? Oh, wait. Sorry. I don't I have one. That's I yours. Start. Sorry. Um, so my super fucking uplifting today uh, comes from a just a small moment that I had today when I was uh, fishing through the internet for stuff for our hometown stories um so i um i got onto rotten tomatoes i don't know how um oh i was actually prepping for a halloween episode and that's what brought me to rotten tomatoes hint hint um so there's a movie called Gotti that is on um that just came out on dvd so they were showing like you know recently released on dvd yeah and you know they show their scores so what is it about (laughs) Uh, it's about the New York City crime mob family uh, by, oh. what's his name, John Gotti. So do, uh, the nickname Teflon Don, do you know, oh, like, have you ever heard that? that? No. no. Okay, so I think that's either his name or the family's name, but it's like Teflon Don, it's whatever. Like nothing sticks to you sort of I, thing? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, so it's just crime family <laughs> like, movie. No, not nothing sticks to him, he's just real good at making eggs. That's why we <laughs> call him Teflon John. I don't know what this accent is that I'm doing. <laughs> It's like old-timey gangster. Fry up a little pancake there, and Teflon John will do you good. <laughs> no? So when you think of um, gangsters, who do you think, like, a good actor would play a gangster? Gosh. I don't know, like, Ray Liotta or, like, Joe Pesci. I'm thinking Goodfellas right Ray now. Liotta. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, actual who actors. Who comes to mind for you? Instead, we have, well, a lot of people, not this person. Uh, we have John Travolta. Who okay. I'm like, I'll give him Pulp Fiction. Like he was in Pulp Fiction, but like and Hairspray and <laughs> and Grease. Gotta give it up, um, you know. And Grease, uh, but 
Yeah, no. Uh, so he's current day John Travolta plays Gotti, John Gotti, oh, uh, okay. in this movie that inspired a wonderful score of zero percent on Rotten Whoa. Tomatoes. So zero. I know. I Not was like, I have to check you? it out. What's going on? So. I went in uh, 44 reviews, which I'm like, for like a standard movie that isn't like a blockbuster, I'm like, yep, that's a pretty decent score. All 44 negative. Oh, no. Um, But I want to read just the first comment that I saw on one of the reviews. And this is my super fucking uplifting, because I thought it was so funny. It was, okay. So this guy gave him a, a, obviously, a thumbs down, or gave him a, what is it, a a rotten tomato, tomato spot. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. The rotten. He, he threw it a rotten tomato. It says, I'd rather wake up next to a severed horse head than ever watch Gotti again. <laughs> so, th- <laughs> oh my gosh, that's brutal. So, that was like his opening line like to his review. Gangster movie reference and, you know, searing put down all in one. So that's good. good. So, that just it made me smile today. It really got me through the day. It got me charged, got me going. Um,. But yeah, that's my super fucking uplifting. Ah, that's sweet. I like that. That's hilarious. I'd rather wake up next to a severed horse head. (laughs) (sighs) What is my super fucking uplifting? You know what? It's actually been... Let me think. My roommate and I have been watching some shows together and like trying Mm -hmm. to find different things. We just started this one called Madam Secretary Mm. that my roommate is really into. I've never seen before, but it's about this woman who become secretary of state after like something happens mm-hmm. but she's like this very powerful character who's like a lot of swagger and like really cool suits and it's a fun show i like it a lot that sounds fun and it's fun too because it's like not usually something that i would watch like something very politically minded mm-hmm. but it's definitely something my roommate is into mm-hmm. so it's quite fun also to be like and she was like oh i just get excited watching stuff with people who have never seen it before so half the time she's over there like looking at me as i'm watching it and she's like do you like it do you like it? what do you think and i'm like it's good to go <laughs> but it's so delightful because it's so fun sharing something like that with someone who's like i like this so much i want you to watch it and i want to watch you enjoy watching it yes. that's it's just it's awesome i love that and i love that like that bonding time between roommates as well it's just so nice because like you're sharing the space you're living yeah. with one another like why not share like this yeah. you know even if it's like hey we're super busy all the time and we've got you know our whole lives going but yeah. on thursday nights we get together and watch this we show watch, we watch some madden secretary exactly it used to be yeah we were wait, sorry go, go ahead go, go, go. we were gonna watch some great british bake-off but we started watching it and it kind of stressed us out too much because <laughs> like i don't know reality competition shows mm-hmm. i don't i don't know i mean i know great british bake-off is like the mildest it version of that but it was still like eh, let's just watch something yeah scripted. i think the only thing with the great british bake-off because i will admit that like it is refreshing to watch a show that isn't like screw you get off the table your cake sucks oh gosh have you ever have you ever watched hell's kitchen uh i've seen episodes but no i don't i don't i'm that's well, like I up to you know 11 i'm not a competitive person so i just i don't like it um but sometimes i think great british bake-off is just a tad bit too slow you know, just oh, like a yeah. tad bit too British. Yeah, that, I think the funny thing too about it's it's very British. The funny thing I think about that show too is that oftentimes there's this moment where I'm like, wait, what are they actually making though? Mm-hmm. They're like, we're gonna make a scrummy suet pudding, and I'm like, I don't scrummy. know what, what, <laughs> what is that? And like, it comes out with this weird fruitcake looking thing, and I'm like, okay, and people are like, oh, it's very good. You can tell because it's slightly crumbly. I'm like, can you? No. What? I would try. I would try it and be like. Well, this doesn't taste like a bagel, and they all look at me like I'm sorry. What? <laughs> so it's confusing, but fun. It is. It is fun for sure. 
Hi everyone and fans of the Long Awkward Pause podcast. This is your co-host Maddie, here to tell you about another podcast that I host called the Sincerely Not Okay podcast. This one is all about mental health and mental illness. We talk to therapists in the field, we talk to folks who are dealing with their own mental illnesses, and all things related to mental health. Uh, So go check it out on iTunes and Podbean, Sincerely Not Okay podcast. And this one is sponsored by Acacia Counseling and Wellness. Let's talk. Let's get to the meat of the episode. Let's get into it. Maddie, what is your hometown like? What is my hometown like? Should I say the name of my hometown? Sure. Put it it on is blast. Lindstrom, Minnesota. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it is a very Swedish town because a lot of Ooh. in like the main. Um, okay, I'm just realizing there's a lot of layers to why it's a Swedish town. So first of all, um, the like mascot of the town. One second. Uh oh. Is a fish. No, the mascot of the town is a character called Carl Oscar, who is a fictional Swedish immigrant to Minnesota. So for some reason, we have a statue of Carl Oscar, and we have a whole festival called Carl Oscar Days, and we have a house called the Carl Oscar House. It's a historic site about a fictional character. Someone lived there? Nope. I don't think so. It's just like a historic house. That's so funny. I love that. Someone wrote a novel about someone named Carl Oscar. And I don't remember if the novel had it. It was like set in Lindstrom or we just decided this was a really great thing. Um, (laughs) But that's the mascot for our town. So it's very Swedish. We also have a sister city in Sweden called Tingsgrud. Tingsgrud. What makes it it a sister city? I don't know. You just write letters to one another. Tingsgrud is ghosting us, so we we can never figure it out. Like Main Street and like all of the shops in Lindstrom, which is a really small city, so it's like a really small town, really. So it's like Mm -hmm. antique shops and bakeries and a laundromat. But they have signs outside with the thing in English and also in Swedish. All like the names of things. Yeah, they're like bakery, Murfler, but I don't know. I don't speak Swedish. Murfler. We speak speak Russian and Swedish. Swedish? I can say, Swedish. hey, y'all, hey, sir, Maddie. That means her name is Maddie in Swedish. Hey, y'all. Hey, sir, Corby. <laughs> <laughs> My country. Uh, I don't know. The other thing I know in Swedish is ingen aning, which means no mm, idea. I love that. That's a nice. It's ingen aning. No that idea. sounds like sim language. Like, like why <laughs> It does, doesn't it? Hey, y'all, hey, sir, Maddie. Ingen aning. <laughs> like, like, bibana. Um, okay. Ah, The Sims. We have to have an episode on The Sims, I think. <laughs> do we? <laughs> it was kind of my childhood. We do. <laughs> it was It was your childhood? Oh, yeah. I love The Sims. Oh, my gosh. Are you, like, a vindictive Sims player? Like, you sinners in the hands of an angry god? Or are you more, like, social experiment Sims player? Are you, like, um, perfect family Sims, Sims player? So, I'm very, like? like, I'm an, archit- an archetype. <laughs> I'm an architect, so I spend... So, it... So say if I play for three hours, I spend two hours and 55 minutes just building the house. Oh, my god! And then I'll play five minutes of the family, and then I'll exit out of the game. And then I'll oh my come gosh. back in, like, two months. Well, now. I Back then, I used to play more heavily. But I love, like, creating the house. I'm more of a social experiment kind of person because I'll just get the family. I'll build the family. I'll make them look super beautiful. And then I'll just see how many people they can sleep with. So <laughs> it's like baby nice. over there, baby over there, baby over here. So it's like Grey's Anatomy meets the Property Brothers. Yes. Oops. Grey's Anatomy meets Fixer Upper. Do you have anything else about your hometown? Uh, ooh, the 
water tower in our hometown is shaped like a coffee pot. So most people, if you guys out there listening, Google Lindstrom water tower because it is in the shape of a coffee pot. And most people think, oh, that's a teapot. No, no, no. Uh -uh. It's a Swedish coffee pot. Uh -uh. And it says, Velkommen to Lindstrom, which means welcome to Lindstrom in Swedish. Have I mentioned how Swedish this place is? So when I type in Lindstrom, Minnesota, the first thing that comes up is hotels because that would make sense. And then map and then water tower. Yes. Did you see a picture of it? I'm looking. Google it. Oh, that is cute. It's a co- It's a Swedish coffee pot. That's one of the first things that I think we learned when I moved there. I think it was like eight. And I remember thinking like, oh, wow, it's a teapot. And then someone immediately, like someone from Lindstrom was like, no, no, it's a coffee pot. And so from then on, it's like stuck in my mind. So Corby, tell me about your hometown. Well, I'll tell you, Maddie, I did not do research on it and I don't know much about it. Um, so I feel like I'm lacking in general. But I am from Indianapolis, Indiana, where my... <laughs> Hoosiers. I always totally forgot. Uh, where are my Hoosiers at? Are you listening? Where are my Annas at? No, is that not the couple from where Indiana? My, my Indians. Um, I come from one of those cities where people have nicknames for them that I wasn't aware of. So I think it's. <gasps> What's a nickname for Indianapolis? They just say Indy all the time. So when oh. I was in South, um, South Dakota, South Indiana, when I was in school, everyone from Louisville would be like, oh yeah, I'm just like heading up to Indy, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what the heck is Indy? And then, oh, because you're from Indianapolis, yeah. and you just called it Indianapolis. I'm like, Indianapolis, like, what are you talking about? Oh. But I feel like I feel like people listening would be like, "What are you talking about?" Like everyone said, Indian. I'm like, why wasn't there long enough? Um, yeah. Did you say when you lived in St. Paul, Minneapolis, whatever that? It, did you ever say the Twin Cities? Um, I think when talking to people that weren't from here, to kind of explain, like, like oh, I'm from I like, live the in the Twin, Twin Cities. Cities. Twin Cities, yeah. Um, oh. Because I don't think people realize how quickly. It goes from Minnesota to St. Paul, and they're Minneapolis since... to St. Paul. <laughs> no, those St. Paul lines. We actually kicked them out of Minnesota. Yes, we just drew a line in red marker and said, "See y'all later." We're now the sovereign territory of St. Paul. We're doing a different thing over here, uh, Minneapolis to St. Paul. Or at least from an outsider perspective coming in, I didn't realize, like, oh, it's like a street over. Or you just, like, pass a highway mm -hmm. and you're like, oh, I'm in St. Paul. You cross a bridge and you're and like, And it's a completely different city versus, yes. like, oh, you went from this city to a town or whatever. Right. You moved from Lindstrom to the Twin Cities. Yeah. yeah. So, so Indy. So you're from Indy. So I'm from Indy. How big is Indianapolis? Um, it is about the size of Minneapolis. Oh, so it's big. It's pretty big, but it doesn't have nearly as cool as stuff to do or, like, places Aww. to go. Um, it was, it's kind of, like, their downtown, or at least back then, was, like, very business-heavy, like, in terms of, like, oh, we're business people doing our business jobs in our oh. high towers. But there wasn't a lot for younger people to just, like, go around and do. So Oh, that sucks. Because I think in, like, downtown Minneapolis, you have those, those big towers mm -hmm. and high-rises. But then you also have, like, food trucks on Nicolette mm -hmm. Mall every single day. And you have, like, Eat Street well. and just all sorts of stuff. Yeah. And Indy has its gyms. I'm not saying, like, it's completely devoid of anything. No, no. But... We're dunking on Indy. Oh, no. Don't, don't take oh. us. <laughs> oh, no. I'm not going to stop you there, madam. Um, but, yeah. It's just not, not a total, not a lot of stuff. And let me just say, yeah. sorry. <laughs> Another thing that people from outside that I realize that people call things. So we have IUPUI, which is IU in Purdue. It's like a school there, a university oh, okay. or college. Um, but people from outside would always call it Ooey Pooey because it's IUPUI. What? And I was really? like, I've never in my entire life of living in Indianapolis ever heard Ooey Pooey. Wait, so what is, 
ooey booey. What does it refer to again? I, university. It's University of um, Indiana University, or like Purdue University. So it's those two schools Ooey-pooey. together. Ooey poo. Wow. So it's I U P U I. That's why would you call it that? <laughs> so you grew up there and you never heard someone say. I've Ooey-pooey never heard. And then I went to college and they're like, "Oh yeah, like I went to Ooey Pooey," and I'm like, "What the heck is Ooey Pooey?" What did you think the first time you heard that? Though? I I don't. I feel like the first time I was just like. Did I mishear something? <laughs> Are you an Impalumpa? Is that what's going on here? What's happening? Um, yeah. Wow. So that's my hometown. What Shout is out. Indiana Indianapolis's water tower look like though? Mm, you would not believe it. It is just um, a hole in the ground. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Let me. <laughs> it's a hole in the with like plywood over it and caution tape that's like fluttering in the wind. <laughs> I would not put it past good old Indianapolis. I don't know if we have one. Do cities have water towers? Oh. I think they do. It's just not quite as much of a central landmark. Because Lindstrom oh. is a town of 3,000 people. Um, not Minneapolis size. It's a little smaller. So okay, it's sort so, of our main attraction. So I just looked it up. And I'm just... But I did not know this. Um, so Indianapolis, on their water tower, it says Speedway Racing, capital of the world. Because we is that, have... Is that accurate? Well, we have um, Indy 500. Oh, that's what that is. Boo. Wait, what is that? It, Indy 500? You don't know what the Indy 500 is? Yeah. No, I don't. Which, sorry. I, now that I say Indy 500 out loud, I'm like, that's why people call Indianapolis Indy. <laughs> <laughs> We're cracking mysteries left and right. We have to have like the um, the theme song from the X-Files, like, like it dawns on Corby. What? Indy? Indy. That's where it comes from. Um, so Indy 500 is away. the ginormous... Um, southern america gathering of people watching race cars okay this is going to be very ignorant of me mm-hmm. are you yes. ready is that different from nascar mm, see i don't even know <laughs> oh, i thought you I were, you were pausing because you were like how do i break it to her gently that she's mentally challenged in this Can area but you didn't know either so you I know, know what okay. i'm not even gonna google i'm not even gonna google is NASCAR different from Indy 500? Because I'm going to say here live on the podcast that it's the same exact thing. And if you are in Indiana listening, which is 89% of our viewers, uh, listeners, um, yeah, please, please correct me. Correct us. Is it something? Because I'm wondering, is it like Indy 500 is to NASCAR? Is it like saying, is the Stanley Cup the same thing as the NFL? Or the okay. NFL? <laughs> the NHL. We're, we're done. Those... We're packing it up. We're done. <laughs> Corby is officially pulling life support from this ridiculous thing we're talking okay, about. Okay, so I think I will correct myself and I think and agree with you, though, that I think NASCAR is the ongoing sport I, yeah but then the indy it's 500 like is the huge gathering oh, okay. yes so it's in speedway um which some if you live in speedway you're like i'm still in indianapolis but i'm like are you have you ever been i i went when you were forced to go in school you're forced to go in school like mm-hmm. primary oh, yeah. elementary they school like, they'd be like you have to you have to go and then you would go during the day and i so i'd never been to the actually indy 500 because it's i think it's pretty expensive yeah i'd imagine Yes, it's awful. It's very, very loud. So you go during like the practice runs before, and um, do you know Danica? What is it, Danica Patrick? Not like personally. Oh wait, no, she was like a girl oh, who was driving, right? The first woman who like yes. did she win or like competed in it or something? I think she's won and done some things. I don't know. Good for her. No, yeah, yeah, she's doing great. 
Uh, but she's on the GoDaddy commercials. GoDaddy. Okay. Th- okay, I'll take your word for it. domain thing. I know, I mean, I think I, I have Go general Daddy. awareness. Anyway, change the subject. Would you rather compete <laughs> in the Indy 500 or do like the 10 meter, like the super, super high dive in the Olympics if you had to do one or the other? Oh, oh, uh, oh wow. My brain just split in half. Um, I don't like heights, but I also, I think the Indy 500. Oh, I would do the diving. I think I'd probably, like, injure myself hitting the water in a funny way. But I think I would also crash a car if I did the Indy 500, so I'm like, I don't want to do that. Well, yeah. And that, too, the Indy 500, you're doing fired laps, so you're literally, like, Can you, like, listen to a podcast or something? Um, I think you need to pay attention to the road, but... (laughs) does make sense. (laughs) Do you think in the Olympics, like for super for super big intense marathons, do you think the front runners are like they're listening to like my favorite murder mm-hmm. in their headphones as they're running along? They're listening to log awkward pods talk yes. shittily about Indy all of you, all of you marathon runners out there. Keep going, you can win the Olympics this year. We will be at the Indy Five Hundred this year, so check it out. Live commenting, asking the real questions, like what is the difference between the Indy Five Hundred and NASCAR? Although we might get mugged if we say that there. <laughs> Hey, listeners of Long Awkward Pause, if you want to send us updates, questions, topic ideas, or gifts, and I'm talking about both kind, then feel free to send us an email to longawkwardpausepodcast at gmail.com. I know that was super long, but you can do it, or you can visit our Facebook and Instagram, Long Awkward Pause. See you then. So how often do you go back? Uh, it kind of depends. These days, it's been not super often because... Um, my car isn't the most reliable car in the world, and also I work a lot. So mm-hmm. probably every couple of months at this point, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I was in college, it was like every weekend because our family likes togetherness. But as I've gotten older, <laughs> it's changed a little bit. Maddie's like, no! Let me live. Let me live. Let me yes. live. So uh, how do you feel about your hometown now? Oh, I... I don't like it. <laughs> I you don't like Indianapolis? I've never been really a fan of Indianapolis. I don't think it ever oh. kind of suited me. Um, yeah. And I think when I was younger, I wasn't that adventurous. I was more of just like a space cadet. Um, but I think once I d- realized that there was like more to do in cities and more to see in the world, I was like, oh, Indiana is not where I belong. Yeah, yeah. Well, now you're in L.A., so that's a pretty big leap to <gasps> Oops. one yeah, of the no, biggest cities. Crazy. Next is, like, New York or something, right? It is right? an exact opposite of Lindstrom, for sure. <laughs> that is true. That is true. <laughs> From what Do you I know hear. anyone who, is, who has never left Indianapolis? Um, oh, like, never even visited other places? Or, well, that's uh, if you do know someone like that, that's really interesting. Oh, yeah. But maybe someone who's never lived anywhere else besides Indianapolis. Um, I have some family members who are definitely um, Indiana-born and raised and stayed forever. Um, but, yeah, actually quite a lot of people. That's just kind of the vibe of yeah. Indiana, that I feel like people just stay, stick around for a while. What about I don't know if they're necessarily people who... Well, though, there are people who have lived there their whole lives. The weird thing with a small town is that mm-hmm. there are people there who have lived there for, like, generations of their family. So they'll say something like, oh, those are the Petersons. Yeah. Like, they've been here for, like, a hundred years. So my parents mm-hmm. have been there 
maybe 20 years now and they're like my mom will say sometimes I still kind of feel like an outsider because they're people who are so freaking established because it's a tiny town and people know oh the Carlsons and the Peterson like it's all very Swedish you know yeah um so they're people who yeah. are freakishly well established there they're absolutely I think there's yeah. absolutely have to be people who have never lived anywhere else Okay, so Maddie's letting me go first. I was honestly going to check into the Halloween episode to see which one of us went first, but then I couldn't. I, for, I forgot. I think no one will remember either. <laughs> so we're doing hometown stories. So stories from our hometown. Uh, I'm not. From, I'm from a city. Home. Home city. Um, so, well, hometown is sort of like where are your roots? Where'd you grow up? Where's you know, going on? Where were Where'd you born? Where'd you get behind a grasshopper or whatever it is? <laughs> I will say, okay, so for my story, this is the tie-in. I called my grandma and she corroborated my story a little bit. And it was like, oh yeah, I remember when that happened. Also, my grandmother is from California originally, so I'm kind of Oh no way, you're her. in her hometown. Yeah, so she moved around a lot when she was younger and then they finally, finally settled in Indiana. And if you if you're from anywhere that's not Indiana and you live there, people are always like, "Why Indiana?" And it's like, "Why are you here? Right? Why'd you do it?" So I'm in I'm in California, and and this story is dedicated to my grandmother, which I'm sure she'd love. Shout out to Corby's grandma. Shout out to her. Star of the pod. So I named this story E Brains, and you're gonna see why. Okay. <laughs> yes. Do go on. So December 2013 in San Diego, not my hometown, but maybe I will call it home this year. We'll see. A man received a package or multiple packages from his online ordering through eBay. Okay. What's nice about this story right away is that you can tell it's very 2000 because it's like I know, it's like it's not Amazon Prime. <laughs> it's not. He doesn't have Prime. Um, so uh, if you're a nosy person like me, or if you just love packages, you want to know what's inside of them. Uh, you probably don't want to know what's inside these, so if you're a super nosy. Oh, no. Uh, so inside these packages were six jars oh, worth no. $600 plus $70 of shipping. Um, okay. Of, <laughs> of brains. What? Brains, yep. Like in the jars? Mm-hmm. They were brains in like the jars? A, there, you what kind of brains? a jar and then a brain, like a human brain. Oh my gosh! Wait, he got those for only six hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. Six of them. That seems like that seems like a steal. That's a pretty good deal. Is that per or is that all together? All together. Because it's a hundred bucks for a human brain. Yeah, but maybe you'll see why. Why oh, so you know, why okay, it's this ahead. price? Um, <laughs> and I, I will say I got this from multiple articles. It's mainly like the Indie Star and things like that. So I didn't go too far the way, but it's just like four different articles. Um, so. So it's legitimately what the man ordered on eBay is human brains, um, but something was fishy to him, you know, other than that he ordered. Other than the brains. fact, I like that the person who orders human brains is like, mm, is this on the up and up? Can Some, I trust this eBay, newfangled eBay business? So we noticed that each of the jars had a label attached to them with a name. He got online and discovered that they matched similar jars from a museum. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Okay. Oh wow! So the museum is called the Indiana Medical History Museum, located on West Vermont Street in Indianapolis. Hey, that sounds, like a, that sounds like a scary museum, though, of medical it, history. Medical history, because we have nothing else to do in Indiana besides. But that like sounds a like oh, here's a dead cadaver. I mean, here's, as opposed to a, a live cadaver, I suppose. Well, but, here's yeah. a brain. Um, so about twenty years before, we're gonna go twenty years ago. Uh, this was home to the Central State Hospital, 
which okay, served that's spooky. Yeah, which served patients with psychiatric and mental disorders. Oh my gosh, uh-huh. it's a like old abandoned psychiatric hospital that got turned into a medical history museum yes. where brains were stolen. Oh my gosh, yes, um, what the heck? <laughs> so at the time, you'd probably call it like an insane asylum. Um, but it was run from 1848, which is the asylum of course era, it was, yes. to 1994. So uh, once converted, the museum created an autopsy room and other venues where you could see brains and other human tissue. I like that it's framed in this like it's a super fun venue. It's like, just such I a... think this will really attract people. Those are actually Here's some my human words. Tissue. <laughs> Those are my well, words. you should work for the tourism board of India. So we have an autopsy room and other venues. Come on in. It's like um, really fun. We do birthday parties all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I bet they do. Um, so the worst part, get this, and I think you already solved it. But for the listeners who didn't catch it. Uh, the worst part is that these brains belong to patients from their 150-year <gasps> run. What? Preserved in jars to further for further research on mental illness. So. Oh my gosh. So either. So he actually did get human brains. Yes. So legitimately. Like old school human, mentally ill human brains yes. from an old asylum. Oh, that's so spooky. Disgusting. I literally put in my notes "stop for chat" because I was like, <laughs> "No, it's real." Like we have to process. Oh, that's so gross. Well, it creeps me out too because um, in the one article it said for research on mental illness but going back so 1848 is when this place started you know i don't know if they started collecting brains then they probably you know that's a build up that's that's 30 years you know you gotta build up to brain collecting you know (laughs) you start out with electroconvulsive therapy and you move your way up to stealing brains a lot of that and then but it just it makes me wonder like how many of those patients were alive and then killed (gasps) for their you know body parts right like Like patient consent wasn't that great back in the 1800s jeez because i'm sure once they died they're like whatever they're they belong to the state and then they just you know they take their brain out or whatever but right but was someone lobotomized or something Mm -hmm. Mm, it makes me so sad um so fast forward to 2013 October uh where an investigation begins into the theft of a large mass of items from the Indiana Medical Museum. Oh, no. <laughs> the only evidence left behind was a bloody fingerprint. Dun dun. What? dun. But who's who's blood? Oh, that's so gross. Okay, you keep going. Okay. <laughs> um so who done did it as we say in Indiana? It was a man named David Charles, uh, Indiana See, born. two first names means a psychopath. <laughs> yeah, very much. Uh, he broke into the museum, I one article said six times throughout that year. Another article said uh, it broke. he only did it like once in October. Don't know. Um, Get your story straight. <laughs> I wanted to offer both theories for those listening intensely. Uh, so he stole over 60 jars of brains alone. <gasps> 60 Six zero? brains. Yes. Oh my gosh. Uh, and various other tissue jars as well. He's, How? In, oh my gosh. <laughs> he stole, oh, I think that fits also the six times broken in kind of yeah. thing. Also, I'm like, there's no way you got why? 60 jars out. My question well, is why? Why do you need that many brains? Why know. do you need any human brains? Let's, let's just be real. Stay tuned. <laughs> uh, so he also stole a baby scale, an EKG <gasps> machine, ten scopes, and then other historical items from the museum. 
Um, and then I put 60. <laughs> That's a lot. Uh, he then did what Indiana born man would do with all of that merchandise. He sold them on eBay. How much did he sell? Um, it didn't say I read multiple articles. Um, it's kind of sounds like this, that he definitely sold more brains than what those six that got delivered to San Diego. So it sounds like he got away Jeez. with some of this stuff, but oh, that's what so they gross. found on him were those items. So he could have had more than 60 jars of brains. Wow. Okay, that's gross. We know he had at least 66, so. <laughs> um, so these are obviously not light items, so and therefore not making a simple feat. So at some point he cut himself or injured himself trying to get all this stuff out and left yeah. a bloody fingerprint. Oh, wow. Um, so is that how they caught him? Did they eventually catch him? Kind of. So this just gets even better. Oh, no. So, <laughs> well, it's even funnier. I don't know if it gets better. Uh, so the San Diego man, going back to that guy in December, uh, who noticed the jar labels and did his research, then con- contacted uh, Mary Nottage. Shout out to Mary Nottage, the executive director for the museum. Uh, they discovered that David had set up an eBay account, was breaking the rules because they, because you're not allowed to sell people or items from people. The I mean, quote, I would hope so. <laughs> the quote is, humans, uh, oh, I lost my place. Humans, the human Humanities. body or any human Ooh. body parts or products. So you're not allowed to I sell mean, that. I would hope not. Jeez. Yeah. Oh, that's so gross. Uh, so I'm going to have to take my blood off of eBay later. Uh and then, but he also used a middleman to watch and sell on the account. So he was smart enough to be like, okay, I'm oh, not going to be the one. Exchanging. I need a broker for my stolen human <laughs> tissue. That's how you know he's a true businessman. He's a true businessman. Um, so the police did what they did best, uh, do best, and they set up a sting operation. Racial profile. I mean, sorry, yes, sting operation. <laughs> the guy is very white. Um, oh. Uh, David. Uh, so they set up a sting operation, which I think is always like a fun little note. Uh, so some lucky officer eBay imposed as a buyer uh, for human body parts, and then <laughs> they went to meet nice. David. So the best part of this is that they met with him uh, in this sting operation. He agreed, blah, blah, blah. They met outside a Dairy Queen in Indianapolis. <laughs> oh, jeez. And then that's where he was later arrested. <gasps> Wow. Were they like Dairy Queen? More like Dairy, you're convicted. <laughs> exactly. They're like, Stan, you went too far under. You're you're too into the sting operation. You lost yourself, you lost man. Yourself. Um All you had to do was order something on eBay. Now you're this whole alternate persona. <laughs> um So yeah, so that's the end of my story. I did think that's was, intense. it was interesting. I think he got like four years plus one one year of probation. Um yeah. What? Just four That's years it. for sell or buying oh or gosh. stealing sixty jars of brains. Um, I guess people weren't using them anymore, right. but still. Geez. But he also had to get a GED or finish high school. That was a part of his terms. Oh well, that's wholesome, good job, Indiana. That's good, good job, Indianapolis. They're like, there's other ways to make money than <laughs> selling and stealing human brains. You know, it's only up from there. Hopefully, hopefully, knock on wood. Knock on it. So you said your grandma corroborated part of this? Was she like, and when yeah. I was at a heist with this man? She, well, mainly, because um, it was kind of funny, she had just woken up from a nap that I woke her up from with my phone call. Thanks, uh, How dare you. Uh, but she was just like, oh, yeah, I remember when that happened. It was like a insane asylum, and they had all the like the human parts from from that you know hospital, and then they used it yeah. for the museum. 
Um, Jeez. The museum now is like a big campus, and I can't really fully tell. I think I have driven through it because it looks kind of like it's like an old school uh like a bunch of brick buildings um like on a big campus and i feel like i've driven through them before but i yeah i don't think that's I've, scary like stop that's just spooky in, in general okay well this has been mm-hmm. spooky shit with corby because <laughs> you can imagine it's definitely haunted man come on oh oh 100 percent. and like that person is probably haunted haunted people are like you stole my body parts so now he's haunted forever sorry at that okay what you got okay. from lindstrom well, okay, so this isn't actually from, this is Chisago, which is like the township of Lindstrom, okay. so it's close, it is Lindstrom, it's just mm-hmm. not the town proper. Okay. Um, it's not as spooky, but it's definitely salacious. <laughs> so one thing you got to know about small towns is that with small towns, a little bit of power goes a long way and gets really into people's heads. Mm-hmm. And no one is more power hungry in a small town environment than the sheriff. So this is from a Star Tribune article, actually. Um, headline is Chisago County Sheriff resigns amid investigation into bizarre scheme. <gasps> so this is a fellow named Rick Duncan. He had actually announced his campaign for a third term as Chisago County Sheriff. Um, and he unexpectedly resigned. And so everyone was like, huh, why did you unexpectedly resign? Yeah. And this came only a day after he admitted to investigators that he had hatched a bizarre scheme involving him and a female sheriff's office employee. <gasps> he was trying to get with this female sheriff's office employee in the strangest way ever. You, It's just, it's so weird. Oh my gosh, um, okay. So what he did, he wrote threatening letters under the pseudonym Control Freak, <gasps> directing, like telling the employee to go with him. So it's like this, he's posing as a third party. So Control Freak is saying, hey, employee, you and Sheriff Duncan have to go to a training in Bemidji together and you have to stay overnight at a hotel together or I'll hurt your families. Oh, so he was, like, really threatening. He was, well, okay, but he was pretending that he and this woman were receiving threats from some other person. And so he could look at those letters and say, you know, I really think we should just do this. Oh, okay. (laughs) First off, Step number one to dating someone, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. That should be my new Bumble pickup line. Hey, I received a threatening letter that says we should go out. Want to get going? Okay, it works, like, in a joking way, but oh but, my gosh. Right, so what he wow. did was he told the woman, he was like, don't tell your husband and don't report the matter to law enforcement to any or anyone else in Chisago County. He's like, I'll handle it because I'm a sheriff. <laughs> And the woman, to her, I mean, she's a badass. She was just like, no, I'm not going to go. I'm going to take my chances. And she's a few months later, she reported it to, a, like, a trusted supervisor, and this launched this big investigation. Okay. Um, yeah. And, of course, you know, the attorney for Sheriff Duncan was like, well, he was going through some health-related issues, which led him to retire, blah, blah, blah. And the, you know, attorney for the woman who was targeted was like, uh, psych, no, we're going to figure this out. Um, yeah. So, basically... He wrote all of these letters and was like ty- like typing them up word for word or so he claimed to this woman and saying I, like, look, they're saying we have to go to this thing together. We have to stay at this specific hotel in a room with one king size bed. We have to bring, what was it? <laughs> like uh, the rules that they had to do. It was like, we the letter was like, we're ordering you to travel to the, in the same vehicle. Um, you know, I don't want, yeah, let's see, what was it? Yeah, we have to go in the same vehicle. You have to go and stay in the same hotel room with one bed. You have to bring, 
like, what was it? Bring like your swimsuit or something really weird and specific. So basically he was just writing these threatening letters and then telling her, well, don't tell your husband. I won't tell my wife. I think it's best if we just do what this person says, because he clearly is threatening our families. So maybe we should just do it. <laughs> what year was this? Uh, kind of recently, actually. Oh, I, think I was this like, was... this feels so 80s, but it's... Yeah. No, it does, doesn't it? This is small town stuff, though. And he was making $123,000 a year as sheriff and threw it all away for this ridiculousness. He was the second highest paid person in Chisago County, um, or like the Chisago County government. Uh, Wait, this was like okay. last year. No way. Okay. <laughs> it, like, it, it does not feel like it could happen. <laughs> like, right? Like, what was this guy thinking? Or was he? I think, I mean, I mean obviously but... he was like trying to get with this girl. Right. But the way he did it was to threaten, like, make up fake threats to say, we have yeah. to go do, like, stay together. I think the threat, the threat is like what gets me because i'm like okay i could see if you were sending these emails and you're like trying to be kind of funny and kind of like right flirty and you're like oh we gotta stay together da, 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 and you're like i guess that's what they said but i'm like we should you're save gas and do the like... same yeah yeah <laughs> Come on. it was like we don't have a choice this person obviously see there was something in the article about saying like duncan was like yeah this person really seems like they know our families we if we want to protect them this is no idle threat he oh literally said there's no idle threat which he spelled i-d-o-l instead of idle the way it would be idle uh, this is no idle threat he knows where our kids go to school well i have um, a, i have the impression that he was typing this all up like on a typewriter despite like having an email and so i know like, right and he spells idle wrong and he's like you no, I'm already too far in this letter. I know, right? <laughs> yep, that's exactly what it is. So his, yeah, his quote was, I see no other option here, Duncan wrote to this employee. Mm-hmm. I look at it this way. If we do it and he keeps his promise, then we saved our families. At least by doing it, we have a chance. I think this guy is crazy enough to carry it out, but does not want to. So he <sighs> framed it in this way where it's like the only way we can save this is to go together and stay in the same bed and bring our swimsuits. So... So literally all the, all the this third party person what was it called again? Control freak. So, it was just like, the sheriff which making is up. Such a creepy. Like, I know. Ugh. Like I I mean I probably would have did it because I'm like control freak like he's going to murder me, um, but he just wanted them to stay in the room. It didn't say anything about like oh you have to have sex or no it wasn't anything like that. But it was the sort of like weird control thing where my guess is the sheriff's thought process was like, well, if, if this gets me 90% of the way there, I can do the extra 10. I can seal the deal, you know? <laughs> oh, Delusional old white guy. Wow. Literally just hit on her and see how it goes. Come on. Exactly. Uh, but they were both married, so you can't do that. You have to make up fake threatening letters. How many men a day? How many men and oh, I'm women not, a day? I'm, like I'm just trying, I'm trying to enter into the logic of this sad, oh yeah, sad man. Small town, get small, get small, get small. Yeah, no, get into the mindset. Think there are only three thousand people here. That is I'm one of like ten crazy. people who have this job. You know, that's so good. Okay, anything else? It was very juicy and salacious. I don't think so. It was uh, the the victim, not the victim, but the woman that he was harassing and like threatening. Victim, she yeah. was a badass. She started this whole investigation into him. That ended with him getting, you know, resigning. And she ended up finding a different, better job in the financial industry. So I was glad nice. that they added that little note. She's doing well. <laughs> Badass women. Yes. Yes. I But that it. was, and that is, that that story is courtesy of my mom when I texted her. And I was like, hey, anything juicy going on what in Lindstrom? Got? She's like, let me tell you the story <laughs> She's like, of Sheriff Duncan. I'm a gossip real quick with you. That's, she knows things. That's wild. 
That's yeah. why I love that. So I shout out to my so mom for giving us a very <laughs> juicy story. Shout out to mom. Will you let me call you mom? Um, um, she writes an email. No, <laughs> that's all it says. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> Special thanks to Liam Coulter who produced the theme song and music for our podcast. Well, on that note, have we talked enough about our hometowns, do you think? I think so. Okay. We can now leave them behind forever and Goodbye. say hello to our new hometown of... Long Awkward Pause Podcast. Do, no. do, do, do. <laughs> Is that ever? We're, we're at home when we're together we live here, now. here on this podcast. Aw, oh, thank you. Thanks. <laughs> um, so you have a spooky shit. I do. Before, It's yeah. pretty brief. Yeah. So the spooky shit that happened... The other day, my roommate and I were sitting watching some Madame Secretary, just living it up, and we heard this weird, weird noise. It was like howling, and so it sounded like, ooh, like really long and really high, and we looked at each other, we're like, what is that? It was sort of coming from below us, because we live in the upper story of- Below you? Yeah, we live in the upper half of like a two-story duplex. Um, and we were like, <laughs> there's no lights on downstairs. I don't think the people are there. Like, their cars are gone. They're we dead. can hear this howling. Oh um, but then the spooky shit turned very fast into kind of like, oh, well, that's what that is. Because then we heard the dog barking. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it was the dog just crying because her humans had left her. She's oh. a very big, sweet doggy who was just crying her little eyes up because her humans were gone for like more than an hour. <laughs> she was okay. like, mom, why? It was really weird at first, though. We both, and like, uh, my roommate's dog, Caffrey, just sat on the couch with his ears perked up, just looking around like, what is that? <laughs> um, he's kind of a scary cat. But it was, so yeah, the spooky shit, it was spooky for a while, but then we just realized it was a, a sad dog who was missing her humans. Oh, and I they came back dogs. and it was fine. But. I love dogs. Whenever I come home, my cat just goes, <laughs> okay thanks when i come Did home you... and i'm walking up the stairs i hear my roommate's dog squeaking because he like squeaks if he recognizes you so he's like squeak, squeak. And oh, like, oh, really? hey, squeaky. oh yeah and so then he cute. like gets super excited yeah squeaker um so i don't really have a spooky shit i do have a shout out to i'm sorry but the brains being stolen from old insane asylums no that, that was, was just a walk in the park <laughs> that's just my daily um but my spooky shit, because I did get spooked out at times, so I just bought the new um, Tomb Raider game, which I highly recommend. It's so good. Um, better than the other two. But it gets very spooky. There are some <gasps> creatures in there that um, I had to keep pausing, because I don't like scary games. Um, I think they're entertaining oh, to watch other too. people do. Yeah. Um, it wasn't, like, super scary, but I just, I don't like things hopping out at you. I don't like yeah. indestructible creatures attacking you Ooh. in video games, and it was just like, mm-mm, mm-mm. So it took me a while. I would have to, like, pause, and it took me a while to get through some of the levels, because I was just like, I just don't, I don't want these. And they were making sounds. Like, even when they weren't there, you would just hear, like, nah, 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 nah. and I was like, no! Gross! Like, so, oh, that's oh, so like, gross. <sighs> okay. That's very spooky. Before we go, Manny... Yes, Corby. I want to thank you, one, for another fantastic episode. Ah, yes. Um, Sorry that I was hacking up a lung. For those of you listening, if you do hear some sounds of me dying, that's, that's, I'm sick, okay. (laughs) And if you don't, then I did my job well. Yes. Uh, (laughs) Shout out to uh, Corby for being the editor par excellence of this whole endeavor. It's just, it's what I do. Would not be possible without him. Um, So before we go, let's throw it back to our Regina's. 
and Our let's do let's do hey. some let's do some deal breakers. Just some to, deal breakers for the OG fans. We did we did we kind of did all of our stuff in one episode. <laughs> we're throwing it all at you. We're like, you know, we missed a week, so here's it all. Here it is. Here it is. Plus, you get a mini sode that appeared yeah, for me two days ago. All the content that you could possibly want. Come Maybe on, too guys. much, but we're not saying that. <laughs> Who cares? Um, can I give you a deal breaker? Do it. Uh, your significant other. Up. Oh, let me back up. I'm gonna do mine and then so I'm, Okay. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like that doesn't make sense. Your significant other wants to live in your hometown. So my significant other is like, dude, let's get married. Well, maybe you wouldn't call me dude. <laughs> you never know. You know, the weight of my heart is very complicated. Anyway, says we're gonna get married, but we have to move back to Lindstrom. Yep. Uh, but that? warranted, uh, are you a believer of uh, living with someone before marriage, or do you think? No, I'm not in, not really into that. No, really? for myself. Oh, that's myself. a whole another episode. Whole another episode. Right that down. <laughs> so what do you what do you think? So I think if if they were like, we have to move to Lindstrom, mm-hmm. that might be a deal breaker for me because mm. there's nothing in Lindstrom. It's so like I couldn't work in Lindstrom. Who's going to need therapy? Oh, that's very true. Right? <laughs> it's like, can't you just live off the land? What are you talking about? <laughs> can I just farm and become a subsistence can farmer? Can you just no, change your just, entire career to something you don't I want? I know, right? There's nothing in Lindstrom. <laughs> and like, I love my parents, but I don't like Lindstrom at all. I'm sorry. <laughs> I've been trying to get them to move to St. Paul because I think they would much prefer that, but yeah. we're working on it. How about you? Would, if someone was like, we have to go live in Indianapolis. <laughs> I'd be so sad. Um, would you do it for love? Oof. I I don't think it would be like an, a deal breaker, but I would be like, hey, I'll give you a year. You know, like I would try to oh, so get out as soon yeah. as possible, but it wouldn't be like, I don't, I don't want to live in Indianapolis again for sure, but I don't think it's a deal breaker. Okay, because well, you're I'm more like, whatever. Than I am. Like, at least there's some stuff to do, you know, like whatever. Yeah, at least we have love. I mean, we, okay, we have are love. you ready for another another deal breaker? Hit me. Your significant other wants to get married twice: once in your hometown and once in their hometown to really <laughs> tie the families together. Hmm. Okay. So. <laughs> is so this a like, deal? Corby, we have to get married in Indianapolis, and then we have to go to Brainerd, Minnesota, and get married there. Um, I don't know why you're dating someone from Brainerd. <laughs> Brainerd, I would never. Um, uh, I don't think it's a deal breaker. It might be a wedding deal breaker in terms of like, hey, we're, we're going to rethink this. Because I just don't, I would, why would I want to get married twice? Unless it was like, oh, they're small weddings or, you know, whatever. Yeah, they can be as small as you want, but they're like, it has to be two ceremonies. We have to do I, this in both places. Oof. Weddings freak me out in terms and of And we'll like, carry a jar of dirt from each place to our graves. Why not a jar of brains from Indiana? Oh, no. <laughs> we'll go break into an asylum. It's been done um, before. I don't think it's a deal breaker just because of the words tie your families together. I think that's super cute because I'm like, oh, you're yeah. like building community and you're like in their space and you want to invite. Um, but I do think it's kind of a deal breaker because uh, I just always ima- like I just imagine me being stressed out about a wedding and then doing but it twice. twice. Yeah. yeah, I just don't. I wouldn't want to do that. But it's not that a deal be a breaker. Lot. Okay. What about you? I don't know if it would be a deal breaker. I think well maybe because like I don't really want to get married in Lindstrom again. Like mm-hmm. there's, I mean, the, even the churches there are like kind of from the '60s <laughs> and kind of ugly, and I'd be like, okay. Um, I guess it wouldn't be a deal breaker if someone was like, "I'm going to marry you." I'd be like, "All right." If I've gotten to the point where I've said yes to a proposal, <laughs> I mean, we're pretty much as good as married at this point. So I'll be like, like "Let's do it." 
you've already gotten me this far. You've gotten Let's me this go. far. You got the ring on the finger. <laughs> but not a okay. diamond ring, because I do not want a diamond ring. Um, Because they're bad for the environment. Okay, so I'll give you one more from me. Uh, your significant other only wears clothing with a brand from your hometown. From from my hometown? Yeah. So he's so like, like, I'm only going to wear, wear Lindstrom brand shirts. Oh, from their hometown. Oh, hometown. okay. So I'm only yeah. going to wear Bemidji brand. Yeah. So it's like from Indianapolis, they would only wear like Pacers gear and Colts gear. Oh, no. Or anything that says Indiana on it. Uh, or Indy 500, like race car jacket. Oh, honey, no. But everything they wore had some sort of like Indiana logo. That's kind of a deal breaker. I'm sorry. But like, what if you're like, let's go, you know, what if, okay, here you go. You're getting married. Do mm-hmm. they show up in a jersey? Do they show up in a blazer with like Indiana embroidered across the back? Yeah. And it can't be like something, I mean, whatever. Can it be like, like an Indiana like, tie like, or something? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's not like stuff made there. It's just stuff that has to say it somewhere. So yeah, if they're wearing no, a tux. No, oh, that would be a deal breaker. Somewhere. There's no yeah. way. How about you? <laughs> yeah, no, I'd be kind of weirded out because how much are you paying just to have this right you're like you can just wear a white t-shirt it has to say chisago on it or lindstrom on it or indianapolis i just feel like it'd be so much work um but i could see if it was like oh like i only shop from these stores and these stores are you know they're like some indiana brand or something but even then i'm like just stab it stop it yeah just just no (laughs) okay are you ready for the last deal breaker give it to me all right, your significant other won't live in a city with more than 2,000 people. And they're a dummy. Because um, <laughs> that's pretty small. For reference, Lichem is 3,000 people, and it does not feel small. like that much. Uh, small towns creep me out. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm very nervous about doing meth somehow. I just envelop them. It'll a just meth. happen. Yeah, <laughs> meth happens. Yeah, I think that's a deal breaker. I, don't, I wouldn't want to do that. It, if it was like, unless it was like a small town that is like in Greece. <laughs> or oh, so they're like, like that, we're moving to the coast like, of France and there are yeah. only 2,000 people in this little hamlet. <laughs> they're like, we're in Oxford and it's only 2,000 people, which I, I'm sure Oxford has much more. Probably more than but, that, yes. But if it's something like that, like it's like a small It's not English like we're moving to Meth Riddles, rural Minnesota or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A North Dakota you? oil fields settlement. <laughs> um, yeah, this is a deal breaker for me. I like the city dump them so, i would like live in a small town with someone for a while but if that was like the stipulation like we have to go somewhere really tiny we don't mm-hmm. have a choice i'd say no forget it i'd also be like who's forcing you some podcast gods what's going on the podcast gods have spoken podcast gods <laughs> okay um any last goodbyes for any our last, listeners well, goodbye lindstrom <laughs> <laughs> goodbye, no i just you know, Lindstrom was an interesting place to grow up. A lot of, like, we grew up on a mm-hmm. lake, which was quite fun, but the older that you get, there's just nothing in there. So if, mm-hmm. unless, I mean, like, neither of my parents even work in Lindstrom. They both commute to the cities. Yeah. So it's like, why live there? Mm-hmm. And I will finish this with one final plea. Mom and Dad, you should just move to St. Paul. You'd like it so much. It's so cool. Or move to Los Angeles with me. <laughs> or Los Angeles with Corby. Yes, Mom and Dad, move to Los Angeles with Corby. Out. Ship on out, y'all. Ship on out. Anything, um, any last words that you'd like to leave? For Indiana, I will say, hey, just don't. <laughs> That's the end. Just don't. Um, I, I will say to all my Indiana, I'll call them my Indiana freaks. <laughs> just kidding. 
don't know where that came from. To I've I've said this a lot. Um, if you like Indianapolis and you like Indiana, then I'm not trying to pull you away. I'm not trying to be like rude or anything. Um, but I will say that if you've never left, that it is worth so much to just leave for a year or leave for six months and just live somewhere else, preferably another city. Um, but just just get out there, like pick a city that you're like, I've always wanted to live there and just try doing it for a little bit. Um, if yeah. it doesn't work out, you dreams. have Indiana, which is still pretty cheap housing. Um, but I, I, there's just so many people that I grew up with that are like in Indianapolis and they're miserable or they're in like Louisville. Not saying th- these are not bad cities, uh, but I'm saying like people a lot who have of people, grown up and like never moved. Right. Never, never moved life outside. Because I think a lot of times, too, they come from, like, a small town or they live on the outskirts where, like, I was born, like, on the outskirts of the um, the city. And then when they go into the city, when they get older, they think, wow, this is it. Right. Like, this is all that I can do this in my life. This is all that I can do. And it's like, right. there's so much more out there. So I, that's my plea to you guys. Just try living somewhere else. I know it's, like, tough. Like, you can't just uproot. But also, you can just uproot. But also, you, you can. There you, you go. You can. That's what I did. All right, well, now. we'll leave you. We'll leave you with that. Thank Goodbye. you all so much for tuning in and listening to us talk about our hometowns. Uh, this has been a, an award-winning episode. Award-winning. Um, <laughs> just Oscar bait right here. Bait us. Uh, so I'm your co-host, Corby. <laughs> <laughs> She's dying. I'm dying. I'm your co-host, Maddie. And good night, everyone. Good night. Bye. Bye.